0: Yeah, yeah. So welcome back to the show, guys. I am Coach EO. I'm here with the lovely, my co-host, the lovely Candice Harper. Candice, how are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I missed (laughs) y'all so much. I missed the manosphere
0: really? Wow. Yeah. You might you might you might spark some uh, love in their hearts if you keep saying that. You might spark a little <laughs> love in their hearts. A lot of a lot of hate, a lot of hate in their hearts, man. So we, we need we need, we need a delightful woman to come over here and uh you know uh, uh show them some love. But anyway, uh <laughs> welcome back to the show, guys. I am your host, Coach Eo, along my uh co-host for this show, this uh E and C show, Candice Harper. Uh, let me run a quick intro which I've been missing the last couple of weeks. Uh, Put a lot of time in that intro, and we haven't been running it. And then we'll get into today's topic. So we will see you in about a minute. Right. We had we had it. We I had to run it there, man. I've been forgetting the last couple of weeks, Candace.
2: Right. Um, real
0: quick, for the audience, uh, you said something when you came when you came in and, and you said this before. Why did you uh why do you miss the manosphere?
1: Uh, well, because I like my time here. I always have fun okay. when I'm here. Yeah. OK. okay. I, I, you know, I, I love the 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 way that everyone's very gracious and supportive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You
0: know. Okay. It's just was just favorites. curious. And, and uh, we
1: didn't do it. And we didn't do it for the last couple of weeks, so it's been a little while.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. And um like I said, there's uh some of these guys here, man. God love them, but a lot of hate in their hearts. So, you know, if you could be <laughs> affectionate to them and and kind, uh that could help out a lot. So, I really do appreciate it. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm being funny <laughs> I'm being facetious. One. Uh, I'm here
1: to be digitally affectionate. Nothing beyond that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. Uh, right? don't, don't DM her. Don't DM her. Uh, don't ask her if you can, she can hypnotize you just so you can try to holler. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, welcome back, guys. It's a pleasure to be back with Candace. Uh, she and I kind of troubleshoot um, uh, topic ideas. Um, this one actually was uh, was introduced by Candace uh, a couple days ago, she said, uh, why don't we talk about need versus um, want? Um, why don't you and also Candace provide uh, uh, produced a slide for us. So she'll go over kind of a quick monologue slash presentation for us. But what provoked this uh, this topic for today, Candace?
1: Well, I had sent you a TikTok video of um, this mm-hmm. guy who was talking about um, you
2: know, what men need to do.
0: Should have had that. Uh, pardon uh, me. I, I should I just have thought of it, that. right? <laughs> and I did. I should have. I should have kept it. But uh, yeah. go ahead and tell him what. Okay. Tell I might what be able. To, I
1: might be able to pull it up Thomas Thomas. we're done. I, I might be able to send you the link okay. before we're done okay. if you want. But anyway, he basically okay. was was kind of laying down the law as far as how men should be, and he was an elder gen- gentleman. He seemed, you know, to kind of know what he was talking about, and he talks a lot of mm. things that parallel with the things that you say as well, right? Yeah. So I was listening to it and I started to think about like, just in general, all those, those sort of um, things that we hear about, uh, you know, the reason we do what we do, whether you're a man or a woman, we do certain things, uh, you know, to attract love, to attract a partner in our lives, to, to have someone be attractive to us or attracted to us. And I started to think about like needs and wants, because you always hear about, uh, you know, people want to feel needed, right? And then we have our wants and our desires. Sometimes we call it preferences. And then there's, (laughs) there's, you know, spirituality and being able to be self-contained. So I feel like we get a lot of mixed messages around wants and needs and desires. And I thought it would be great to have a conversation Mm -hmm that kind of clears up how to balance that in your life because nobody wants someone who's needy, but we all need stuff, right? So that that's what kind of sparked the idea for the topic.
0: That's great. That's a, that was a great idea. I was coaching a guy yesterday who is an annual client of mine and he is in his 50s. And I said, I, I'm seeing kind of a, um, an, an abundance of men and women too, women, of course, women, both men and women. But my target audience is men, so I have to kind of help them first. Yeah. And so I see a lot of men that want things, but they don't have uh, the proper management skills or even housing to to nurture that one thing. For example, you wouldn't buy a luxury car and then sit it out on the street. You know, you would you wouldn't buy a luxury car and then complain when it's time to have maintenance on the car. You know, if you're gonna if you want this thing. Then now you have to do the research. You got to know exactly what to expect. What's going to cost to maintain it? Insurance. You know, like I said, housing the housing the vehicle because you definitely don't want to have a hundred thousand dollar vehicle out on the street uh, for a drunk driver to hit it uh, with his Pinto. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, so it's uh, and and that happened to me once before when I was younger. That 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 did happen to me once before. But uh, so I always say. Um, before you say you want something, are you the match to that one thing?
2: Mm, are. are you
0: with that one thing wants too? Yeah. Can the two of you produce together? Can the two of you, are the two of you compatible? It's almost like, a, um, for example, like a, the new iPhone. This is the uh, 11. I have the 11, 12, and 13. Well, there was a different um, charger with the 12 and 13. Completely different charger. Now, that's not to say it won't work on this phone because it does work, but I couldn't use the prior charger from this phone on the new phones. When you buy that new phone, they're like, okay, well, you got to get a brand new charger. It doesn't even come with the phone. <laughs> the charger didn't even come with the phone. And so I said, okay. I said, so, okay, but I can't complain about that because if I want this phone, i gotta buy the charger separately and it's it's a it's a unique charger to to the new models and so it's just important that if we say we want something because i think we have a tendency to want things because other people want it or other people like it Uh, that's social conditioning as well it's like oh they like this so i should like that they're into that so i should be into that And, and so but you have to keep in mind as a sensible man or a sensible woman if you say you want a specific thing then you should be the match to that thing and you should be able to accommodate that. It should be there should be harmony between the two of you. And if there isn't, then you're gonna find yourself devastated each time. And you're just gonna go back to the list and say, damn, I wanted this, I wanted that, but you you simply weren't a good match to that. What do you think about that, Candace?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, that definitely speaks to you know how you bring things into your life and attraction. But I think where a lot of times we get stuck is when we want something and we're we're blurry about want and need right so so there are things that we need and oftentimes that is what fuels our wants right and then we don't know how to be a match for what it is that we want because we're so stuck in the need
2: Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so if
1: i'm needy about something i gotta have this thing i'm I'm not going to be good enough if i don't have it you know, people aren't going to want me if I don't have it or I'm not going to, you know, present myself well enough if I don't have it. And I need it. I need it. I need it. From that place. It almost makes it impossible to be a match for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's yep. like, yes. finding mm-hmm. that balance. I think that's where most of us get stuck.
0: One thing I notice is that needy people often end up in relationships and those that are fulfilled and um, live that what I would call I put in the title, an abundant lifestyle. It's hard to get those in, people in relationships. Uh, it's because they're not needy. They don't need you for anything. Um, if they want you, they want you. Um, and if they're not bullshitting, because you can still have people that are abundant financially, abundant socially, but maybe deep down they're they're liars or something. You know, they're not they're not they're not um, forward with their intentions. So I've seen that before too. You make good money, uh, you have a social network, but you're still a liar. You know what I mean? So so, but I've noticed that needy people most relationships were built are built on neediness um and that i've seen i've had i have more examples of needy relationships than people that don't need each other at all but they just genuinely enjoy each other they respect one another and honor each other and but you'll see fewer of those because those individuals like i said they're they don't need each other. They don't. We don't need you. Like I don't. I don't need you to pay yeah. bills. I don't need. I, I. don't need you, but I do want you, and I make those intentions known that I want you. I desire you, but I don't need you. But I would say, overwhelmingly, um, if you were to analyze relationships, it's it's needy people mostly.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. I, I think the reason that that is often the case is because it's like what I was talking about with people not knowing how to get out of need and into want and desire and specifically with relationships, right? I think, um, you know, I have this slide, the Maslow's basic human needs, love and belonging, definitely a need. I think it's number three. Let's normally go to your slide.
0: A, uh, go ahead and break down the yeah. slide, Candice.
1: Yeah, so normally this is a pyramid and the number one is at the widest part, the bottom, the base of the pyramid, right? Our physiological needs, you know, air, food, water, sleep, all of that stuff, safety, security, shelter, employment. But number three, love and belonging. That The reason that we we wanna be in relationships in the first place is because biologically we need that connection. We need to be able to have intimacy with other people. We need to be able to be seen. Now, the thing is, I think the reason, like you're saying, Coachio, a lot of us end up in needy relationships Is because we don't know how to separate that from attaching it to a particular person, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, you know, we talk about like soulmates and twin flames, and there's that one person for me (laughs) that has to do everything and has to be everything and provide everything for me. And that's where I think we get into trouble with that.
0: Why is it um, that most people are looking for a soulmate or a twin flame, but they rarely look at, the expansion of the self and the self-realization first. I always find out that people are always trying to get away from who they are, trying to get somebody else to come in to satisfy, as you put it, their one and two needs. Uh, th- that's primarily what it is. If you can't support me, if you can't uh, fund my lifestyle, uh, that would be, I would say, two. But but but, but even two, shelter, uh, security, shelter, employment, those are like basic needs. Those are like you have to have those things, otherwise you'd be homeless. But don't you think there is like a, a, a materialistic, superficial extension to that number two that that people are looking for today?
1: Yeah. But I also think that's cultural. Right. Okay. So, yes, you, yes. you know, in our cult- culture, socially, like status is a thing. Right. And everybody wants the best of all of those needs because we're you know, we're living in a culture where that is valued. And so, you know, we could go into the whole philosophy around how healthy that is or isn't for all of us. In a lot of ways it, mm-hmm. it it is and isn't because we do have these needs, but I think that's also why we get into trouble in other areas because not only do we want it to be the best of everything, we have an instant gratification thing and we feel like it's something that we should be entitled to and given to immediately. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Why don't we go on to number four? Uh, I think this is a big one, too. So we got number one. We talked about uh, the, 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 the the necessities for the human body, which is breath, food, oxygen, water, and sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Without that, your body will shut down. Number two, we talk about provision. Uh, that way you have room and uh, a roof over your head, shelter, employment, so you can um, fund your, your life and, and your daily necessities. And then we get into love and belonging. Uh, as you put it, which is true: love, family, friendship, and intimacy. What about for esteem?
1: Yeah. So myself, right? Like self-esteem, respect. You know that that I've. It says mastery and recognition, but that I I have some level of of knowing and value. So knowing of myself, and that that I'm acknowledged by others as whatever it is that I say that I am, or that I think that I am, right? So that's something that's really important for us to thrive. Now, it's not something that's important for us to live and survive as a person, but to thrive and to actually uh, you know, f- be fulfilled in this experience of a human, I feel like that's an important mm-hmm.
0: one, yeah. Oh, 100%, 100%. Now, before we go to number five, I, I, I wanna make sure that um, I get you to clarify on this for the audience. These hierarchy of needs, we're you're reading these and presenting these on an individual basis first
2: yeah. is that
0: correct yeah. or are you talking about it in the sense of relationship or both or would you say that this is these are these are necessary um uh, in a solitary fashion before you consider getting into a relationship
1: i think that it doesn't necessarily have to be super linear but okay. i feel like when we're aware of these five needs and they don't, ha- and you know, you don't have to follow the path of having one, then the other. Although I would say having food and water and, and a roof over your head should be the highest priority. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as they apply to relationships, I think, you know, if we're aware that that's that these are the things that help us to thrive, and we're we're knowing that we have a better chance of having successful relationships when we're we're. Um, in tune with focusing on these needs and understanding that when we don't have these needs met, then we might not be relationship worthy or material. Yeah. Got you.
0: Got yeah. you. Excellent. And so you went into self actualization as well, uh, realizing the full potential of one's purpose, knowing yourself. Yeah. Very oh, good.
1: Yeah. And that, I feel like that can range so widely, right? For some people, mm. You know, I asked my dad one time what he felt like his purpose was. And for his generation, he's like, my purpose was to be a good father and a, a, a husband, mm. you know, raise a family and retire. So for, for him and his generation, that's, you know, and I think he's just above baby boomer. That's that's all he needed to feel purposeful. But I think, you know, as we go along in in, in time and, you know, as technology gets more and more mm. complicated and there's more possibilities in the world, there's so much So much that we could choose as far as purpose is concerned it's not about what we choose it's about knowing that we have a reason for existing right or giving ourselves a reason for existing maybe it's to be a mother maybe it's to cure cancer wherever it is somewhere on that spectrum it's that i know that i have a reason for why i'm here and it doesn't necessarily have to be accomplish oriented it really is you know that i'm not just moving through the world with no No North Star, no direction, no nothing, no reason, no skin in the game.
0: I agree with that. I have a video coming out talking about purpose, so I don't want to give too much away. But um, I think some people get too far ahead of themselves with this with this gigantic, you know, God ordained potentially purpose Mm -hmm. when it's the little things in your life that are probably the most purposeful getting you to the next step, the next phase of your life. Um, And it's the little things. Even grocery shopping is a big purpose. It sets up your week. You know, you're more organized. You're more strategic about what you're going to eat. You know what's going in your body versus always getting takeout. It's the little things. Doing your laundry and clearing up space, you know, uh, putting your things away, knowing where things are located. Uh, That cuts down on time, you know, time management. It's those little things that I like to emphasize that are so purposeful in a man or a woman's life. But everybody wants to be a multi-millionaire influencer. It's like you want this huge purpose, but if you only knew getting to that big purpose is all about the small details. You don't just arrive at a big purpose. Unlikely. I mean, there's some Mm -hmm. lucky people, whatever. Um, And even then, so I don't believe that people are that lucky. And even if you do get lucky, you you'll, if you don't have those management skills, uh, you won't maintain it anyway. You'll just ruin Mm -hmm. it. Uh, so what do you think about that, this purpose thing? I think some people want this big purpose, but yet they're not even paying their bills. Uh, they don't have a day. They're not saving their money. Uh, they argue with everybody. Uh, they don't know how to nurture relationships and maintain relationships. But you want this big purpose. And so to me, it's every little thing that adds up to the one big thing. And really, once you reach the one big thing, you won't even be surprised, which I've said before. Once I accomplish something, I'm not even like... I don't even care anymore because I cared throughout the journey.
2: Yeah. And then once I yeah. hit
0: the mark, I'm done with it now. I don't even have to think about it anymore. Now it's on to the next thing. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think we, we have to be careful about collapsing purpose and goals, though, too. Because I think a lot of times when people are doing that, like what you're saying, well, you know, I want to be a, a multimillionaire and, you know, feed the world. And, you know, when people are doing that, oftentimes what they're setting up is like big lofty goals. And mm-hmm. if, like you said, you know, I want to be a millionaire, but I'm eating a big bowl of cereal and watching Netflix on my couch every day, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not doing the purposeful small things or even acknowledging those things. I think that, um, you know, it's understanding that my purpose is not something that is, is, is a goal. My purpose is something that just says, why do I do things? And once I'm clear about that, then the little things do become important like you were saying if i if i'm grocery shopping at the beginning of every week and i'm buying healthy food and i'm making sure that i eat certain things so i'm only going to be able to sustain that if i have a big why right if i'm just doing that cuz oh somebody told me you're supposed to do this so this is what i'm trying i might do it for a week or a few days but then something like you know ordering pizza might look better one day but if i'm like you know what i am going to you know get my body in shape so that i'm able to run a marathon and raise money, you know, to help uh, disease research or something like that. And I have a why for why I'm doing what I'm doing, or I want to be so fit and in shape that when I walk into a room, I don't feel at all self-conscious. I can just say what I need to say, you know, Mm. that, you know, because I'm trying to create something bigger in the world. That's what connects us to being able to understand why those small steps are important as well. And, and Mm. understand the why in each of those small steps.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i always think um you'll find your purpose when no one's watching
2: mm.
0: i think i think if you need an audience or it's a it's a it's a spectacle
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you're probably not living your 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 true purpose that would be just a a, a desire you know yeah. a desire for fame as somebody put it here fame doesn't correlate with value sure. um I think you're gonna find your purpose and it's and you're gonna be alone when you do. Yeah. And it might be something that someone else may not even find attractive. Like for example, I feed I've talked about this a lot, and I don't mean to talk about it to 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 gloat or anything. There's nothing to gloat about, but I feed stray cats every night.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: like but nobody's that. watching. SNO knows about it. I mean, my mother knows about it, mm-hmm. and and um but it's not like I'm recording it and posting it up to Instagram hey look what I look at these cats I fed today I mean it's not for anyone else it's just for me man I feel led to do it I want to do it uh, I bet my neighbors are probably like look at this dude driving around in a murdered out Mercedes uh, feeding cats like you know they call you call women the cat woman shit I'm the cat man uh, but but I, I will tell you that I don't it's not a spectacle yeah. um, oftentimes I'm doing it in jogging pants and a hoodie. No one needs to see me. Uh, As a matter of fact, I don't even want to be seen. I try to be incognito about it. But I think your purpose in life is when no one's watching. You're going to discover what that is when no one's watching you, when no one's evaluating it, when no one has uh, an opinion, when you don't need anyone's insight on it. You know exactly what you're doing, why you're doing it, and you feel fulfilled when you do it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm.
0: See, the problem is if it's not a popular purpose people almost don't want it yeah. it has to be co-signed people want their their purpose to be co-signed you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. it's like me it's like i already know man one of the loves of my life is to feed animals to nurture them to protect them i i didn't plan it this way uh yeah. it, it ju- i just am this way and mm-hmm. so um but i don't need a spectacle no one on instagram needs to know uh, i'm not looking for validation i'm validated when i see that cat start to trust me it's an amazing thing too at the beginning when I found these cats roaming around uh, they they were nervous to be around me they were like well who is this guy and then now they see me coming up every night at the same time and now they're beginning to trust me they're like walking yeah. toward me um, they're not they're becoming more comfortable and it's ama- it's it's pretty cool the relationship you can build with animals but again I'm not expecting mm-hmm. other people to 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 adopt that purpose of that's my purpose in addition to yeah. helping people many and women uh, worldwide become more balanced, um, authentic human beings. But, um, but no, man, I'm telling you, your purpose—if you don't need someone to co-sign your purpose, you don't need someone to watch your purpose, you don't need someone to monitor your purpose, you don't need someone to praise your purpose—I believe you found your purpose. If you've, yeah. you 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 want to show everybody, if you want to tell everybody, <laughs> I don't think you found your purpose. I think you're in your ego, and I think you, you you're looking for validation somewhere. Uh it's it, it for some reason. That's my opinion. Yeah.
1: No, I'm with that. I'm totally with that. But I have a question because I, I love that that there's this personal why, right? Feeding animals, taking care of animals. Do you create goals around it or do you do you just align with it as it comes?
0: Well, I've learned um, I also told. I also have a video coming out. I told a. I told a client yesterday. I stopped hoping for things. I no longer have hope. Um, I don't believe in hope. It's not. It's not that I'm against hope. I just don't subscribe to hope anymore. Um, I believe that wh- whatever's within my control, then I'm going to do what I can to make that the best outcome possible. If it's not. If it's out of my control, I have to accept that. I have to be perfectly okay with that. And sometimes hope is hoping something outside of your control. Believe it or not, in my opinion, when people pray, a lot of the time when they pray and hope and wish, they're trying Mm -hmm. to control something they don't have control over. Um, they're tr- but they're, that's the attempt. The attempt yeah. is if I pray, maybe I can impact or influence a decision. And a lot of the time I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying faith isn't important. Faith in the self, faith, faith in a higher power potentially is a beautiful thing which I have. But when it comes yeah. to the cats, what if those cats don't want a home? What if I try to domesticate them? And they're like, yo, I was happy out here. Thanks for the can of food. I appreciate that. You know like, yeah. so it's like sometimes we could help too much. And we're ruining a hierarchy or we're ruining, you know, a certain system that was developed and they've gotten used to. So you could sometimes help people too much and it it ruins, it it ruins their existence. So for me, it's just at this particular time, I'm I'm gaining some trust with them. Um, I'm giving a few of them some names, uh, identifications, um, and and, uh, um, I just feed them every night. Now, if I see maybe uh, there's an opportunity to maybe take one into the vet, have it checked out, and maybe keep it. Uh, I may give that an attempt, uh, yeah. but as of right now, I just want to make sure they're eating and they're hydrated.
1: Got it. Got it. I'm just in, uh, you know curious because I feel like you know there's something to be said for those things that we just do because we are, we're passionate about doing them, right? Those things we do because we're passionate and you know feel purposeful around them, and those things that we do that we do attach goals to as well. Like there's room for all of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Um, I,
0: I think certain identifications get can get can get can get, get, can get confusing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, if you need somebody to to know about your purpose, I don't know that you're in your purpose. Um, mm-hmm. When once you become a settled human being, you're self-sufficient, as as your list alludes to. Um, I don't think you need the validation, the attention, or the approval of other people. And I think if you accomplish something and you're and you want to announce it to others, you want people to know about it, you want people to um, value your worth, I don't know that you're in your purpose. I-, I would say that you're not in your purpose. I think you're in your ego. I think there's something inadequate there and uh, that needs to be addressed. But for me, most of the, my little accomplishments, no one, no one even knows about it. The little purposes that I have, people don't even know about it. Taking care of my 14-year-old dog—that's a purpose of mine. I don't need to. You're not going to see many pictures of my dog on the internet. I don't need people to see my dog. People use their dogs to pick up ladies. The last thing I would ever want to do is get a dog so I can, uh, uh, so it could be a conversation starter. I got the dog because I, I, I was attracted to the dog and I wanted the dog, and now we've built a, a phenomenal relationship. I don't care about anybody knowing about it. Yeah,
2: it, it's yeah. not. It's
0: not. It's not important to me. And that's how I know I'm living authentically because I don't need anyone else to know about it. Uh, to to. Um, can you hear me? Uh, I, can you hear me? Are you back?
1: Yeah, now I can. Candace, can you, you broke you? up a little okay. bit.
0: Pardon me. So yeah. that that's where yeah, I'm at. I think me? I think I can. can you- yes. Can you hear me? I can. I
1: think we lost connection for a moment.
0: Maybe the audience could let us know, are you able to see us and hear us fine? Uh, Also, I did post a link, if you have any questions regarding this topic or any of your dating and relationship questions, you will have to be on camera, please. And thank you for that.
1: Um, Questions for us to ask them. Now, here's the thing though. Sorry, speaking of dogs. So here's the thing, though. I mean, I get what you're saying. There's the the need for people to know, right, which is egoic. So look how great I'm being, right? Definitely an egoic place to come from. But if we go back to the hierarchy of needs and we think in terms of love and belonging, a lot of people's purposes are attached to who they are for other people, right? So it's not, it's, I don't know that it's always that I need for you to know that that this is my purpose, as much as it is, I don't feel purposeful unless I'm making a difference for you. And how do I know I'm making a difference for you unless I see something about you that expresses the difference? Right? I think I that's a the- cope.
0: I think that's a cope. Personally, I think that's a cope. If I heard, if I heard somebody tell me, I don't feel purposeful unless I'm helping you, um, that sounds weak to me. That's just my opinion. If I heard somebody say, I don't feel like I'm purposeful unless I'm helping people. I'm like, where do you need? do you need help? Because, I mean, I, I've noticed people who want to help need help the most. And like yes. I told a client the other day, I said, um, the only reason what the primary reason I started this business was self-preservation. Mm. The secondary reason is to help people. And so you'll hear if if you want to attract more clients and stuff, it's got to be the other way around. I'm here to help you, not self-preserve. But I'm not going to be a liar to my audience. And so what I'm going to say is, is when I when I when I moved into this business, among other businesses that I have, leaving the corporate world, I did that for a better quality of life and a, sen- a new sense of freedom for myself. Uh, so I did that for me.
2: Yeah, I didn't do that. So Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that's reasonable because we have to fill mm-hmm. ourselves up first before we can help anybody else, right? But then mm-hmm. what what would be the reason to help anybody else if it weren't for the the connection of I've made a difference in someone someone's life. Like if I choose that per- mm-hmm. purpose for myself. If I say, you know, I, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help people. I'm here to mother the unmothered. I'm here to make a difference in the world for people, make it a better place, right? Because I choose mm. it, not because it's some God-ordained thing or anything like that, but that's what I want to do. So yeah, definitely fill myself up first, choose something that that helps me to do that first. And I wouldn't, here's the mm. thing, you're right. I wouldn't think to do that unless I had a problem or unless something was missing for me. Because how would I even know that that anyone else is suffering or that they might have a similar issue if i didn't Mm -hmm. actually go through any hardship myself right if i hadn't Mm -hmm. if if i hadn't noticed a missing so if i learn how to fill myself up and overcome that missing and then i say now i want to help other people do Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. coach there's that part where i don't know i'm actually doing that unless the whoever i'm helping in some way indicates that i am and that doesn't necessarily have to be accolades to me but actually them transforming their lives or overcoming their challenge or um, moving, moving it forward and helping somebody else. You know, so without mm-hmm. that, how do, we, how do we fulfill that, you know? going back to Maslow's list, how do we fulfill that need for love and belonging through our purpose? Which I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what it's there for.
0: I don't know if i subscribe to that and and i'm I'm only speaking personally here i can't speak for anyone else i can only speak for me and this is kind of where i'm at in my life you know how many people that i've consulted uh that have hired me that i've given and and for the for the sake of this conversation i'm going to use the word game but it could be you it could also be said information um solutions that sort of thing that i gave the best solution at least in my view to solve that person's problems or issues and they didn't do jack with it yeah and so and so i've seen it i've seen it where i've given the best the best information the best solution to not only benefit him or herself but to benefit the children around them the people around them to stop enabling each other, to stop coping with everything, and to start being honest with one another. Honest with the self, honest. That's my bread and butter message. Honest with the self, honest with others. You can't get to any kind of fulfillment or enlightenment without that. And so, but yeah. but I'm gonna tell you the truth. Most people don't want, don't want the truth they they want mm-hmm. to be conformed to something they want to be told what to do most people don't mm-hmm. want freedom they don't want a, the, the 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 freedom to think and to make decisions i've seen, i'm not saying there's some people that want that and they prove it it's a much smaller percentage but that's why i lost care about the world doing anything with my with my lectures or messages i don't care what people do with it if i find out that Ninety percent of people in the world um, heard what I said and then um, did not didn't apply it. I don't care.
2: Mm-hmm. I know that
0: what I've been through. I know what which lens I looked through in order to get this data and information. I know the things I've accomplished, the things I've failed at. I know I know where I struggle. I know where I I, uh, I succeed. And so what mm-hmm. I do with this business is number one, self-preserve. Number one priority, self-preservation. Number two, then I'm going to give all this information in a way that's easily digestible for my audience um, and and, um, also study my audience so I get to know them a little bit, ages, ages mindset, get to know them so that way I can tailor my message in a way they're like, yo, that was what I needed right there. And if, and if a guy or a woman comes up to me or emails me or tells me in a coaching session or on the street, yo, I, you said something last week and it changed my life. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's perfect, man. But once I leave him, I don't care about it anymore because what he does now is up to him sure, or up to her. So yeah. I stopped caring about what other people do. Um, I don't care what people do. Um yeah. I and I don't even wish the best for people. I know this so, this I know this sounds really really bad, but hear me out on this. I don't I wish the worst for you and I don't I wish the best for you because it's not my responsibility. I don't care. What you do with your life, what you seek out, each individual has to seek out the truth in their own unique way. You can't hear Coach EO's truth, Everett Overton's truth, and then find out that, oh, that's my truth. No, it may not be your truth. Candace Harper's truth, different story, different era, different parents, different upbringing, different, different spirit, different mindset, different DNA and genetics. You, you can't look at it like that. And so each person has to find their own truth in their own way, in the most authentic, truthful way as possible. So this helps me help other people by telling them, I don't care where you want to take your life. Mm. I have no interest in the matter. You want to ruin it? Ruin it. You want to blossom it? Blossom it. You want me to be your coach for a year, to sit by your side and monitor some of your decisions and your thought processes? I'll be happy to be your, be your coach. But what you do after we're done, I don't care. And honestly, mm-hmm. I truly do believe giving people that sense of freedom to, that you stop caring what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you want to be for a I don't want, I don't care what you want to do for a living. I don't I don't care what kind of human being you want to be because my emphasis and my care is about who I'm going to be.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think once people know that, yo, he doesn't care. He's neutral.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're attracted to that.
2: Yeah. I yeah, think you I could don't... care
0: too much about a person. Uh, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. I think you could care too much about people. And I think if you trace that motivation to want people to do well, there's probably something within you that you haven't tapped into or that you've abandoned because I'm living a very fulfilled life as a man. Very fulfilled. I eat what I want. I drink what I want. I wear what I want. I create what I want. I go where I want. I see who I want. Um, I created this. And so for me, the fact that I'm living life on my terms, I'm not... I'm genuinely disinterested in how another human being is living their life.
1: Got it, yeah. Okay, and that makes sense because I agree with you. It's not about making anybody do anything one way or the other. But I think, you know, it's like if you set out on an endeavor or decide to do a project, you wanna get something complete for whatever reason, it's the understanding that the project is completing that actually, I think, um, motivates the continuation of doing the project. So as a coach, Mm -hmm. if I were to coach people, and you're absolutely 100% right, because I believe in coaching from a place of, I ask you all the right questions so that you can get to your own answers. You have to Mm -hmm. figure out what's workable. You have to make all your own choices, 100%. However, as a coach, if I'm coaching people and what I'm finding is that I'm not transforming anyone or they're not making any they, they don't they're not claiming any differences or any shifts in their life. Or if it, it's just not not working in the sense that they're not getting whatever it is they said they came to get. I can say, well, it's just, you know, all of them, they're not making the moves, they're not motivated, they're not doing it. But then I got to think about, well, as their coach what is it that I need to apply that actually makes this effective? Because if I don't, after a while, I'm going to be bored with it, or I'm going to start to feel like I'm not uh, uh, invested in it, right? There's no commitment on my behalf. Now, there's going to be people, I think that just, like you said, they're just, they don't really want it. They think they want it or they pretend they want it. People even spend a lot of money pretending they want to shift in their life and not make it. But I think that as a coach, and in, in, you know, in, the, in the vein of being purposeful around it, for me, if I'm not seeing results in what I'm doing, at least on a certain level, then for mm. me, it's like, why, why am I even doing it? Somehow I need to shift it. Not because I need for them to do what I say, but because if I say this is who I am in the world and this is what I cause in the world, then I gotta, I gotta align with that. I gotta be in integrity with that. If people aren't having shifts mm. and changes, then I'm not doing, doing what I say I'm, I'm doing. Either it's a competency issue or it's a, a ego issue or um, you know, I say I care about it, but I don't really care about it. So I feel like, like you're right in the sense that we detach from their outcome and they have mm-hmm. to be in charge of their choice. It's not about forcing anybody to do anything, but also if you say you're purposeful about something, there needs to be a metric, a measuring of actually being in integrity with that thing. Because otherwise, it, you're not really purposeful. You're just... Yeah. You
0: know yeah. hundred percent I mean? uh, uh, understand where you're coming from. Um, I still look at it this way. I'm very intentional with everything I do to the T almost. I, I'm I'm so intentional that um, I lose sleep over it. Uh, mm. Like like but with what I'm doing.
2: Yeah. But
0: what another person is doing. I don't care if you're drunk off your ass, if you're sober, if you're running a marathon or you're fat. I don't care. Your responsibility is you. I don't care about you. And to say I care about you, honestly, (laughs) I'm lying. I can't lie. I can't lie to people. I can't be a Tony Robbins. I don't know Tony Robbins, but, you know, motivational speakers like I'm going to say this first and foremost. I started this business for me. For self-preservation, better quality of life, a little more freedom. Although uh, when you start a business, you work more than when you work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And but but it but it's a different type of work. Um, you could you know you do it at your leisure. You you, know, you, have a, you have a routine that sort of thing. But I've given people hundreds and thousands of people some of the best solutions to their problems. But when I hang up the phone or I press end on this on that coaching session, it's now on them sure and so and so and so let me say this i gave you the game yeah. i gave it to you your application of the game your consistency with the game your um uh, your desire to implement it on um powerfully make it your own use the tools but make it your own hey hey look everybody swings a hammer a different way <laughs> you know what i mean uh every, i might have more finesse and you might, you might be a little more uh, heavier with something, but at the end of the day, I give people the game. I give them mm-hmm. the best solutions, in my opinion, that they're gonna find almost anywhere. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the heart, I'm speaking from real experience, and I'm speaking from a sense of um, where I'm not trying to own them.
1: Well, let me ask you this though, how do you know it? How, how do you know that you're giving them the best game? What indicates that to you? Putting Besides myself your- in their
0: shoes putting them putting myself in their shoes Um, Mm -hmm. i don't think that our problems are that different i think every human being at some point or another is going to go through the same we're all going through the same situations uh very similar situations and Mm -hmm. so um i could also feel it on the call i can feel um the clarity upon them Mm -hmm. i i could see it on their face like well like yesterday i had a guy tell me oh my god what you said right there was exactly what i needed to hear he's telling me this my clients are telling me this i ask my clients at the, at the at the end of each session how do you feel this went be honest with me and they all say i got what i needed coach i got what mm-hmm. i needed that's so, what i'm talking about okay, okay but i don't need to tell social media that uh, okay uh, yeah. okay so let me say this though but let me say this <laughs> thing. i'm still not naive to think that they okay you got it in that moment but what are you going to do in an hour What are you going to do later tonight when you talk to your girl? What are you going to do when adversity comes? Are you going to remember what I said to you? Are you going to study? Are you going to meditate on it? Are you going to expand upon it? And so those responsibilities are not mine. Hmm,
2: That's true. I
0: gave you the game. I, I advised you. I asked you, does this make sense? Yes. Does this sit right with you? from a human standpoint does this sit right with you can you go to bed with this information can you go to bed with this solution i gave you can you look in the mirror afterwards yes are you ready to apply it yes are you ready i need i need you to follow up with me next week and tell me how this went yes some of these people don't even follow up you check on them they disappear yeah that's because they ain't ready to do it They don't have the courage to do it. They don't have the bravery to do it. I I I just truly do mean they don't have the they they mean it on the call because it's a pep talk. Yeah, it's a glorified pep talk when you give somebody you know a coaching session. It's like you're in the fucking locker room. You're like, this is what you're gonna do, and some people will follow through just like a coach a coach on a football team can only he can he can he can make you run drills he can explain things to you you can look at playbooks you can sit you know and hours in the quarterback room and show somebody how to do something but when it's game time and there's a defense on the other side there's other people there's a girlfriend there's a wife there's business associates you now have to run the play the way the way we talked about it and if you don't do it that's not on me yeah
1: but then how do you set up accountability as the coach now, it's not on you. You're absolutely right. But then there's the, the accountability factor, which is just part of coaching in general.
0: Well, it's a different forum. It's a different forum. It's not exactly the same forum. You know, um, it's just me and the client. Um, mm. If I ask the client to follow through on something, I will have a, 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 um, an expectation that they do. But if they don't, I don't care. Yeah. Meaning I care because they paid me to care. Okay. I just, I just want to, you paid me to care about your problem. But once the money exchange and the value exchange has been taking place, I'm done. I don't care anymore about you. And so and the fact that I don't care about you is better for the client, Mm -hmm. because here's what will happen. If I care too much about the client following through, he's now doing it to not disappoint me. Not he's not doing it for the right reason, which is him. Him or his wife or him or his children. Now he's doing it. Now I added on to the burden. He already had a burden when he came to me for coaching. He had a burden, which he wants the burden to be lifted. I gave Mm -hmm. him a solution. Now he has another man in the equation that is going to be an additional burden if he doesn't do it. The fact Mm -hmm. that I say, yo, fam, what you do with this, none of my business. You gave me my my rate. I gave you the game and a solution. We both agreed this call was beneficial. You're on your own. Yeah. That's the best coach in the world, whether you're a man or a woman. That's the best coach anybody can have.
1: No, I agree. I mean, the way I approach it is I love you either way, because I actually like I, you know, part of my brand is the caring, but it's also the understanding that you're going to do what you want to do. And I and I love you either way. Like, you don't have to make the choice that I give you. And, you know, our business transaction (sighs) Mm -hmm. is our business transaction. And I, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different way of wording. basically the same thing. It's being unconditional around it. So you can either do what I'm, what I'm offering you, or you can not do it. Mm -hmm. And we're Mm -hmm. not going to have any beef if you don't do it, (laughs) you know, but that's my job is to, like you said, tell you the truth and hold you accountable to it. And if you don't do it and you don't get what, what it is that you want out of it, there's still love. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no issue with me.
0: Yeah. See, reality? I think that goes back to our topic as well, the need and the want. I don't need my client to succeed.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't I don't need it. Now if he or she needs it, cool. I got mm-hmm. you. You mm-hmm. show me the wherewithal, you show me the desire, you show me the consistency, the investment. I'm I'm in. Yeah. You show me you want to go to bed and I just gave you the game, you want to go to sleep. I'm not in. Yeah. I, I'm not in. So so and so so it all comes back to the desire of the client. If you don't care, I don't care. Yeah. If you care and you pay me my rate, I am paid to care. Now, if over the course of that time we have a, a genuine human liking for each other, which that happens often, I still don't blur the lines. I still don't get uh attached. I can tell a person I'm proud of them. I can yeah. tell a person. They look sharp, which I do. I always uplift my clients, but I don't give them false hope. I don't tell them they're good looking when I don't think they are. When I think they could be better looking, I don't tell them you look great when they don't. Um, when they're make when they're late to, to to coaching sessions, which that's happened before, people running late. Um, i mean I, i've already been paid i'm like a college professor whether you come to class or not i don't care i'm paid i'm yeah. paid, so it don't matter if you come you can come late drunk hung over I, I don't care because i'm paid how you show up is your responsibility you show up with pen and paper alert sober 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 minded ready to learn questions ready now that's a client that that can thrive with me but what you do after the 75 minutes is up i do not care
2: yeah, <laughs> and I and
0: I feel like that's the way it should be. And then uh, there was a comment by Fred. He said that um, I understand where he's coming from. He mm-hmm. said I agree with you, uh, uh, Coach. However, there uh, there are people we should wish the best for. You shouldn't wish the best for anyone if you don't wish the best for them. If you genuinely wish well for someone, um, then I think you should experience. You should feel that, and maybe you should even uh, voice that. But you shouldn't have to feel that way for someone i put it th- i put it this way nobody you know i work for what i get i'm very purposeful in my life i have an intention to probably 95 percent of the things i do the other 5 percent is just recreation time i just let things be but um you know for me i there is no there is no um for example let's say i meet a young college kid
2: mm-hmm.
0: he hired me um He's going to class on time. He's forgoing partying to, to do his studies. I'm, I'm going to wish the best for him because he's intentional. He's intentional. He knows what he wants to do, so I am going to wish the best for him. But another guy who's all over the place, I know I shouldn't be partying, but I still do. I know I shouldn't be having sex with this girl, and I, and I miss class, and I got a bad, a bad grade because I was messing around with this girl. Uh, I don't wish the best for you. I, oh I just don't wish the best for you. You're not you're not focused enough for me. I, I wish the best for focused people. I don't wish the best for people that are all over the place.
2: Mm. <laughs> just
0: honest. Just <laughs> don't yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think it you know it it's a way to be. <laughs> see, I cut down I on all those. I mm-hmm. go ahead. What are you gonna say? I gonna see,
0: I I've, I've cut down on all. The illusions that that people have and that I once had. And my life has gotten so clear. My vision is so clear now because I don't tell myself bullshit. I think you can. I mm
1: -hmm. I think also, Mm -hmm. like, if you collapse wishing the best, loving people, being unconditional with attachment, then yeah, you gotta, like, you don't wanna be attached to, to other people's ways of being in action and all of that stuff. But you can be loving and unconditional and wishing the best without attaching yourself to how that person's journey goes. So, so I wouldn't call
0: that love personally. I would call that just respecting humankind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't love everybody, Candice. I don't. And I and I I think I I only want to love one or couple people. That's it. I mean, I'm not a loving man. I'm not. I'm a fair man. I'm a. Uh, I I I I, I, uh, I give my best to everything I touch. That's enough. I, honestly, that's enough. I give my best to every person that reaches out to me. I give you my absolute best. That's enough. Uh, I don't need to love you. I don't need to wish the best for you. I don't need to do none of that. Uh, you came to me. There was a value for value exchange. I gave you what I feel, what I see is the best solution. Uh, could there be a better solution? Maybe. Uh, could be. But in my opinion, that, I gave you the game. What you do after that is none of my business. And the fact that I keep it uh, uh, distant from who I am is better for me and better for them. I'm telling you, coaches and teachers and parents and even clergymen and religious institutions, I think they put such a burden on people that come to them for, for advice, that come to them for even, even solutions. There's so much criteria that follow the advice the best coach in the world doesn't have a criteria after he's done with you. He's done with you. That's it. She's mm-hmm. done with you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's my opinion. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I do think, you know, like, you know, we, we gotta be um, uh, on the same sort of plane as far as our definitions of the different things. Because Somebody wrote, if you love everyone, you fake, <laughs> but see, if I think that love, I means, believe that's true. What mm-hmm. I make love mean is, is a big part of that. So, if okay. love is unconditional and I'm accepting, I can accept everyone. And to me, that's what love is, right? Love is not not to me and, you know, for my personal mm-hmm. life. Love yes. isn't yes. that I have to have you do this thing, that that you have to be this certain way in order for me to be, be nice to you, to give you things or to be in action around you. Love is I can accept you wherever you're at. And whether that means that I'm staying in the space with you or not, is something that I can choose. And it doesn't mean that I don't love you or wish good things for you or hope that the best possible thing happens to you. And I do Mm. believe in hope because I don't collapse that with expectation. Sure, sure, (laughs) no problem. And I don't think that you have to necessarily drain yourself in order to say, look, this is not a person that I wanna spend my time with because wherever they're at doesn't gel with where I'm at. They don't align with who I am, but I can still love them. I can love them from a thousand miles away. And that just means that I accept them for who they are. I don't need them to change. I don't need anything for them for them to do anything for them to be okay, for me to be okay with their existence, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it just, it makes it, you know, our existence here, A much easier thing, because like you said, giving up the need to control other people has Mm -hmm. to do with accepting that people are going to do what people are going to do and -hmm. and being okay with that, knowing that sometimes that's the best possible thing that can happen is that people go ahead and make their own choices. Sometimes that's what really has everything work out for, for the best. And sometimes it works out for you know the worst, but even that can lead into something better. Destruction can lead into something better. I think we're so busy trying to chess people around and say who is and isn't good enough. And that, that speaks to like our needs and desires. And that's part of why we struggle so much in relationships is the constant trying to metric and measure people and make sure that they're good enough for this or that, rather than just being like, you know what, I accept you for where you're at, where I'm at does or doesn't work for that. but You know, you can go on about your business. I don't think it's about being sweetness and light and pretending everybody's Mm. great.
0: (laughs) You know, I I, uh, in in the city of Chicago, I used to give homeless people money all the time Mm -hmm. and I never cared what they did with the money. You'll hear people say, well, I'll give you twenty dollars, but I got to walk you to the sandwich store and watch you make a sandwich. And I was like, motherfucker, you might as well watch them eat it too. Shit. You know, yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you do with the money. If I want to give you a $20 bill or a $50 bill and talk to you for five minutes, I genuinely want to talk to you and I genuinely want to give you $50. What you do with that $50, you could go do crack afterwards. I don't care. I wanted to give you a $50 bill or a $20 bill. I don't care what you do, but it's that caring what they do. That is inauthentic, in my opinion, and egoic, and and you're and you're and you're contributing uh, to the burdens that people carry. Yeah,
2: I think and if I you stop caring
0: that. about people long enough, the freedom to choose will come forth. Yeah, but it's when I, you I, care that I care that you're healthy. I care that you're eating. I care that you go to school. I care that you're succeeding. I I understand it might come from a parental caring. You know, you don't want them to be when you die. At 40 years old, homeless or something, I, I understand that that aspect of it. But I think if we were to stop caring about one another, stop worrying about what they're doing, stop having an expectation of that person and just focus on the self, if everyone just focused on the self and stopped caring about what other people are doing, I think the world would be in a much better place.
2: Mm. I truly
0: do. Um, I, even when I was in my early 20s, as I walked down the streets of Chicago, saw a homeless man, I'm like, here, man, here's 20 bucks. How you doing? How was your day today? Ah, you know, you know, my same old, same old. Actually, a lot of them always had high spirits. They were always in a good mood. I actually think they're in a good mood because they don't have a lot of responsibilities. They just got to get through the day. It's a day. It's a. It's a, It's panhandle. You know, uh, get through the day, find some shelter. But they don't got a lot of bills. I think they get acclimated to those streets. I. I. Mm-hmm. I have. I've seldom met a, a homeless man that was uh, that was honorary but I sure have met a corporate person or a working person that was ornery as fuck. So you know you know they're interesting people to talk to and if you are going to help them and give them money don't care about what they do with the money let them go do what they need to do to get through that day the way they want to get through it and you just help them out so um, real quick I do have a couple and you you want to respond to that please respond to that if you, I think you had something to no, say No, I was going to say
1: you're, you're describing the same thing so it's that acceptance like I get it that, that I, I give you this 50 bucks you might go do drugs that's an acceptance that's that's a love right it's when i it's when i need to control you that i'm not loving you so so what you're describing to me is what love is like i'll give to you but i'm not worried about what you choose to do with it sure. i'm not worried about how sure. you right sure. that's an acceptance
0: yeah, and I think, I think I we, we, are, we are talking about, we are 100%. Me and Candace <laughs> are not disagreeing. As a matter of fact, we agree a lot. Um, yeah. um, we just have different ways of looking at it. Now, what I call it love? I wouldn't. Uh, I would just call yeah. it that I understand that if I try to control this interaction to to tip in my favor or to go to manipulate it in some way where I feel fulfilled from this experience, then I might then then I don't think that that was a genuine interaction. But if I talk to you, and even if I'm talking to you, and you wore your hair curly. And I just happen to like it. I'm going to tell you, like, I like your hair like this. But I don't want anything from you, Candace. I just like your yeah. hair today. And I'm not even loving you either. I'm just telling you I like your hair. I ain't loving you. I don't, you know, it's yeah. not love. It, not for me. Pardon me. Not for me. It's not love. But it's just <laughs> me expressing myself from an authentic, genuine, and sincere place. Now, somebody yeah. else might want to call that love. That's fine. But I feel my like that's motivation... Love. <laughs> and and i and i and i accept i accept your definition of what that that is i accept it and i and i you know but for me my motivation in everyday life is to be honest sincere and authentic and and uh with who i am at all times whether i'm that's being paid love or love not
1: you. that's love be, be i, don't, sure feel, I drop, don't feel i don't feel loving know.
0: when i do it let, let me no. say this no i don't <laughs> feel loving there isn't an emotion there isn't like where i feel like oh that was a loving moment like it's yeah. not loving to be kind you're just being kind you're, I, I don't think it's loving i don't see i think if the motivation is to be loving you're being insincere well, Love I don't, happens I don't know hold on hold on let, let me say this. no problem let me just say yeah. this if you were to tra- not you personally if people yeah. were to trace their motivation to me, love happens. You don't plan for love. You don't want to love. You just love. You look at a raccoon eating. You know, I saw a raccoon eating out of a garbage can. I love that experience.
2: Yeah.
0: I love that experience. I don't love the raccoon. Okay. I love when I see the sunshine. It, it's it, the sun is setting, and I happen to look at it. I'm like, that moment, love happened between me and the sun. But I'm not going to go now say I love the sun. It was just love happened i think love happens and i think if you want love to have a continuance a follow-through an expectation you're not loving in my opinion
1: yeah i agree expectation is not love absolutely but i think that that these you know the act of kindness or the the desire to uh feed an animal the, the enjoying the warmth of the sun on you, on you, that that's all loving, being authentic, saying what's true for you, even if it's something that someone else might not necessarily gel with, but letting people know where you actually stand. That's one of the most loving things that we do for people. Like just be truthful about where we're at. Right. So. I
0: also think self-preservation is tied to that. I think when people are trying to be truthful, they are at at some level, not wanting to experience harsh consequences of lying. So you could call it love, but I think deep down inside too, it could be loving. It depends on what your motivation is. But I also think tied to to being a truth teller is that, see, everyone knows if you lie, there's a price to pay. And everyone Mm -hmm. knows that if if you tell the truth, there's a price to pay, okay? Mm -hmm. Now telling the truth, you might be alone, in today's world, the more you tell the truth, you better you better be okay sitting on that couch by yourself because a lot of people yeah. might not like you. But if you if you if you tell a lie, you know what you get? You get almost everything. You get a woman's affection if you lie to her. You can get a job if you lie on a resume and you lie at the interview. Oh yeah, I was at another job for ten years and uh, I was a senior programmer there. And you're lying, you lie, you lied to get the job. So, but this are is those why people lie? People yeah. lie to obtain. They know. Yes. We all know, based on the society that we've built, that if you lie, you'll get more. Okay, you're gonna yes. get more lying. Hold, hold on, I'm not condoning it. I'm just, got, and I'm gonna throw it to you. You're gonna get more lying, more women, more potentially more opportunities. But there's a price to pay for that lie. You, there's gonna be a price. It's gonna be uncovered. The light will shine on it. There will be an instance where you'll be required to answer a question or to demonstrate your skills, and you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, um, so I teach people to learn how to be in solitude, to learn how to be alone, and then tell the truth, because you're going to have to learn to be OK being alone if you tell the truth. If you're a guy that wants a lot of attention, want a lot, a lot of validation, want a, a lot of outside um, reaction, you, you cannot be a truth teller.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're not, you're not, it doesn't work. It's like, again, it's like having that, that, um, that car without that garage, you know, liars attract liars. And and, and so for me, this is why, why do you think I'm sitting at 32,000 subscribers? Although that's still a lot of people I could fill an arena. But if, if I were to decide to be a fucking liar from now on and spit some game, do you know, I'd be at 250,000 by the end of summer. Yeah, But I, I accepted the fact, Candace, I'll throw it to you. I'm talking my ass off. I accepted the fact that I'm going to be truthful, authentic, and sincere. And if I get 10 subscribers a day and I got to sit there and just wait on it, and even if it never comes, I'm still living an authentic, fulfilled life with the quality that I have right now.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. The more lies we tell, the more we can accumulate. But then what are we accumulating ultimately? right? Things that we attract through lies usually are unsustainable. They're, you know, unworkable and they don't last very long. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I, can't, I have no, I have no uh, counter.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh...
1: now here's the thing though, when Would, mm-hmm. we apply this to love relationships, because back to the wants and the needs, right? Yes. So it's often said And I think it's a dangerous thing that's often said is that people want to feel needed in a relationship, specifically men. And I think with what's happening, you know, shifting in our culture right now, you know, uh, uh, the the idea of the independent woman and, you know, women being able to survive on their own and things like that. And a lot of, of men that I see, whether it's on social media or talking to people or through clients or whatever, there's a lot of, um, you know, the discussion about men feeling needed and what that actually means to them, right? And then women have it on a different sort of sort of level. I think that feeling of of being needed, because I think oftentimes when people do decide to get married, have kids, things like that, women get to a point where they don't want to be needed anymore because they want to go off and do their own thing, and men get to a point where they start to feel obsolete or or not as useful, and so. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think about I, I can give you an example today. Um, this morning, I took SNO uh, to get a pedicure, mm-hmm. um, and I got one myself. I got one myself, and I get and I get pedicures. Uh, if it, But I told her this as she sat next to me in the chair, because she'd been asking me. She was like, hey, I want to go get a pedicure. I said, okay, we'll do it. She sat next to me in the chair, and I said, I just want you to know that if it, if uh, that I'm doing this for you, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Yeah. And, I, and she goes, I know, and I know. I said, I wouldn't be here. So um, I said, it's not that I, I don't like this experience because I'm getting I, – I get the full the pedicure where they massage your calves, massage your feet, put them in hot bags, wrap <laughs> them. And I ain't wow. sitting there like a cheapskate. Give me the basic pedicure. Fuck that. If I'm going in, I want the best treatment. I want to be treated like a king, and she'll be treated like a queen. Yeah. Okay? But if I'm going to do something, I'm going in or I ain't doing it at all. Okay, that's that's my motivation. We're going in or we ain't doing it. So but I sat there and I let her know. I said, hey, if it wasn't for you wanting this, we wouldn't be here right now. I got I got a lot of things to do and we wouldn't be here. But uh, as a way to, to nurture the relationship, I made the decision to do this. But I told her that. See, now, a phony motherfucker, you, excuse my uh, my friends, he would have <laughs> sat there acting like he liked it and shit. I was sitting there like, let me get the fuck out of here. I got to go. I got to show at 12. You mm-hmm. know, like, I, I, I was legit, legitimately, like, thinking, all right, hurry up, you know, because I they started on my feet before they did her, and I was like, you better hurry the fuck up, because mm-hmm. I got to go. You know, like, and, and so I'm authentic in the relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: tell her, yo, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. I think a guy that wants to keep her satisfied is gonna go. Did you enjoy your pedicure? Oh, I lo- Like, nah. I- I'm gonna tell the truth, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And she told me, "Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Fifty-five dollar pedicure. I told her how much it cost too. I said, I, said <laughs> I did. No, I did. I told her. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go pay the bill. I'll be right back." It was. Uh, it was. It was. This yeah, was fifty-five. Mine was fifty. Mm-hmm. And with the tip, and I and I went up to her. I said, "Hey, uh, your fifty-five dollar pedicure is paid for. It. Don't worry about it. I'll be out in the car." And, and so I went out in the car and I waited for her. She came in, big smile, got her feet done. And so mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is that I'm authentic in every interaction, don't matter who it is. And I mm-hmm. think that's how people begin to trust you, and they even like you more. Yeah.
2: But I then, how do you? How do you I, I show
0: that I didn't want to do it? But I did it because it was important to her. It was a, it was an experience she wanted to have. And we do this occasionally in the summertime. I don't do it in the winter. I ain't nobody seeing my feet in the fucking winter. And, <laughs> and uh, but, but um, I enjoy it. I like to be, you know, give me the massage. My, my feet pile up on the bottom with that, uh, whatever that fucks, you know, whatever that is. Uh, the, the scrape. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, man.
1: <they're>
2: like, <laughs>
0: You got the barnacles,
2: they gotta get In the barnacles
0: for days, boy. And, I, and I, I told her, I said, Hey, I don't know how that keeps happening, but take care of that. $55. you better take it. No, I'm just joking. So so what I'm saying is is that I'm authentic with everybody I meet. If I like something, I'm gonna tell you I like it. If I don't like it, I'm gonna tell you I don't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that, but then how do you apply that to this this concept of needs, needs and wants? Like, like I get it, and I love that you do oh. that.
2: Oh,
0: that's where I was going. Good, good, good question. I didn't need to be there. Gotcha. She apparently did. Okay, she's a woman. Her feet are out. <laughs> whatever. She, you know, she needs that. I guess I don't need the shit. I don't need much. You know, I, I don't. I don't need much. You know, I mean, I enjoy. I've always enjoyed style. I've always dressed fly. I bought my first suit, my first Hugo Boss suit, at 21 years old, 20. I bought it paper with my own money. You know, I just I just I've enjoyed my journey. I don't need much outside of what I want. See, here's the thing. I told this to my brother on my birthday. There's not much another human being can get me for my birthday or because I already take care of me like a king.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm a champion. I take care of me. I don't need anyone to do anything for me because I'm already taking care of me like no other. And I think it's those that don't treat themselves like that that become very, very needy now, and now the expectation is high. I want you to buy this for me. I want you to be nice to me. I want you to pay attention to me. I want you to talk to me. I want you to care about what I care about. You a needy bitch. Like, mm-hmm. like wh- why can't you just care about what you care about? Why can't you meet people eventually along the way and attract people that that equally care about similar, similar, similar causes, similar yeah. situations and then the two of you discuss that you discuss it from your point of view they discuss it from theirs so you don't necessarily need anything it's just a discussion it's uh yeah. it's a conversation that is coming from a place of fulfillment not a place of lack
1: hmm. yeah so why do you think that a lot of people are angry about you know this i, I shouldn't say people a lot of men online are angry that women have this, I don't need a man thing. Like, what do you think that that's motivated by?
0: Control, control, mm. I watched the matrix uh resurrection yesterday which i thought was a great movie it got it got some of the worst reviews ever and i enjoyed every single second of that movie i watched it yesterday i enjoyed Mm it one of the uh the main characters said near the tail end of the, the movie he told to trinity i think it was trinity he said boy you women were harder to uh control years ago I'm paraphrasing with something to that effect. He was insinuating that modern women cannot be controlled anymore. You can't control them anymore. You want them back in the kitchen with an apron on? Only if they want to. You want them to be submissive? Only if they want to. They don't care what Betty and Sue are doing anymore. Like back in the 50s, you didn't want to get a divorce because Betty and Sue didn't get a divorce. So you'd be the outcast. You'd be, you know, you'd be the black sheep of the neighborhood if you got a divorce. Well, today Mm -hmm. women have the freedom to choose. And And so I'm telling men that women today want what they want mm-hmm. it's not you apparently that's why you're mad yeah. and so me i ain't mad because shit, the women i want want me and i'm not gonna pick a woman that didn't want me yeah. and I, and if a woman doesn't want me because i don't fit her criteria she's not wrong she's not for the streets. she's not a hoe she's not a bitch she's not none of that she just doesn't want me let that woman go on with her very limited time here and go get the man she really wants to be with. And likewise yeah. with men, you're in a very limited time here, man. Clock can stop at any minute. You better be spending time with who you want to spend time with. And yeah. so to me, the truth is, Candace, is that yeah. we're not going back to the 50s. That's over, man. You were able to control them back then. You were, you were able to conform them back then. Now they're only in the kitchen if they want to be. They're only submitting if they want to be. They only want you if they want you. And I think that's a much better arena for romance and connection mm-hmm. when there's no force behind it. It goes yeah. back to need versus want. Today's mm-hmm. woman doesn't need your ass, but if she yeah. wants, you, you can anticipate there's gonna be desire. Um, uh, 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 affection, but a, the man has to also lead the process too. There has to, The dynamic has to work. There has to be harmony between the two of you. I love the mm-hmm. fact that today's woman is not a 50s woman to some degree. Now, obviously, you give somebody too much freedom, they can ruin themselves. I think that happens for both men and women. Yes, that men is true. And women, okay? You give someone yes. too much freedom, they're going to destroy themselves. So, that, so there has to be. But I also think there's something beautiful about today's era. There's so much opportunity. Women are able to make money. They're able to to, to uh, fend for themselves, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And it gives them the freedom to choose who they really want to be with. I yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: No, I, that's beautiful. I like that too. And I also think you're you're pointing to how when we're wanted as opposed to needed, we're we're it. it it kind of fuels our, our growth. It, there's something about it that, that, you know, when they say, oh, this person makes me wanna be better, it's because they want me, not because they need me, right? And I don't know that people necessarily identify it that way, but I think that we all flourish when, when we're with someone because we want them and they want us, way more so than if we're with someone because they need something from us or they need us. I feel like that neediness that we often can cast on to people can be very limiting to that person because then it's like the, it's codependency they're trying to fit into your mold you know but then we still got to balance cried, it with
0: yeah yeah guys cry themselves to sleep too and and he's like it's all in that <laughs> see I'm not saying they don't but hey trust me I got, right? I got men I got men on the verge of uh on the verge of doing some very harmful things to themselves, so men yeah. men are in a worse position. I think they've lost think? control. See, see, yeah, I think I think women I think are in a, old, men, old. men are in a worse position today than ever before, and it's because mm. they're focusing on what women are doing. Like, mm. if I see a boss chick, I'm like, "Go ahead with your bad self," because I know <laughs> at some point she's gonna want a boss dude. Yeah. Okay. A boss chick. Is gonna want a boss dude. Now, a boss dude is what she sees as a boss dude. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 every a boss woman or a boss man is gonna vary depending on what you're attracted to and and what you desire. So, yeah. but when I I'm not hating on a woman for making money. I'm making money. I'm I'm thinking about myself. You think I care about a woman making money and having options? I don't care. I got the I got more options than. The majority of people on planet Earth, I like. I I have built my life that, that way to have the freedom to choose what it is I want to come into my experience and my reality, and so I feel like guys that are mad at women for thinking for for going after what they truly want. If you trace that that disdain, it's coming back to the man not living a fulfilled life for himself.
2: Mm. He's mad
0: at her for doing something he should be doing mm.
2: for himself. Wow. He's mad at
0: her because she's living a sense of liberation. She's 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 going after what she wants because she has the opportunity to do so. Trust me, you fast forward or you rewind rather back to the 1950s, she's back in the kitchen with an apron on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that was a bad life for that era. That was probably a I, I can't speak for people back then, but I would say there was some miserable women in the kitchen. There yeah. were some miserable women in the kitchen. There was. And there was some miserable women at, men at the factory. Yeah. They too they too Probably could feel something's wrong about this. The men, they're yeah. like, yo, you know, I don't even know if I like Betty like that.
2: <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, sitting there, you
0: know, sitting there welding and shit, you know, operating some machinery. Like, hey, I don't even know if I want to go home tonight. <laughs> you know, like, like, and be, but because if you don't, if your car is not in the driveway, your 1950 Chevy, whatever, if it's not in the driveway, people start talking. So then your decisions are being based on the scrutiny and the burden that society has placed on you. This is where I'm going with this, why you should stop caring about people we're doing and just give them the freedom to choose the life they want, Yeah. okay? And so uh, that's that's where I go with that. Go ahead.
1: No, I got you. That totally makes sense. That brings it back around what you're referencing because I totally agree with that. That need for approval was killing the 50s. I mean, people were getting domestic abuse based on the need for, for approval and being private about no. it. Oh, Omni. <laughs> I think o- Omni you. has a
0: thing. Yeah. Omni has uh is a huge contributor and he came, he, he's so generous, man. I, be, oh, I'll be yeah. in touch with you, by the way. I will. I have some questions for you, Omni. I'll be in touch with you. So anticipate some correspondence from me. Uh, hello, Coach YO and Candice. My love is conditional. <laughs> Show me respect and loyalty and I'll throw some love your way. Hey, mm. I, I don't, I, go on ahead bro hey i like that i'm sure there's moments and romney uh uh, romney mitt romney i'm sure that there are some moments in omni roma's life where he does express love but it's it's unplanned i told you man in my opinion love just happens if you try to love somebody you don't love that person and this is like just like counseling marriage counseling i'm not Mm -hmm. saying it can't be beneficial but it's almost like you're trying to make something work that that was probably either never designed to work or it already has transpired. It's it's expired. It, you, the two of you have evolved past one another yeah. and to stay with each other is almost doing a, a, a disservice to one another. But then you go to Dr. Such-and-Such and she's like, well, have you tried date nights? It's like, yeah, we tried date nights. We could try it again and prolong this, uh, this pain. Yeah, we, we can go ahead and prolong this frustration a little bit longer, I guess. but But, i'm not for divorce i'm not for it but sometimes it's just that's it it ran its course and that's it
1: but also sometimes a a therapist that's worth their salt will have you see where the communication blocks are because there's not going to ever be especially between men and women in particular but any relationship between two people where there's harmony all the time unless somebody's giving up something around their authenticity and sometimes all the time when it comes to relationships, it's relating, it's figuring out how to understand each other. So every, every partnership of two has a moment where they they get a block where they don't understand each other. And a good therapist is going to help you be able to, to move a block out of the way. And you're right. A Mm -hmm. lot of times it is indication that the relationship needs to end and move on. But a lot of times Mm -hmm. too, it's just, we, we've just reached a, a block where between the two of us, we're not able to overcome the challenge
0: i agree with that what happens too when the block is removed you start to see that everything you built uh this relationship on not everything but maybe the majority of it was neediness and phoniness and so do they even Mm -hmm. like you for who you are you had to put on this representative and this mask to even get them in the first place but you're Mm -hmm. tired as fuck from wearing that mask and you need to live more authentically and but but if you know if you live more authentically she won't like you or he won't like you
1: yeah that you know, too. it's like
0: that's what happens a lot of the time. And so that's <laughs> why I start exactly the way I start, boy. This is who I am. You wanna sign up, let me know. If not, holla holler at you. Ami yeah. Roma, thank you so much for the two hundred, bro. Appreciate it. So- Ami, mean, thank you so much for that, man. You're always uh always here, always patronizing this business and our shows. Yeah. Very, very uh blessed to have you.
2: I'm uh,
1: hoping my mommy will come on at some hey. point.
0: Hey, yeah, I know. We got, a, we got a woman in the house, uh, breaking yeah. up, breaking us off a little bit of that uh that liberation money. Appreciate you for that, that yeah. 50 breaking off some of that uh that feminism <laughs> money. I'm just joking. Uh this is incredible I information. You. I appreciate uh the <laughs> that's right hey, hey break me off some of that feminism <laughs> see a real player with real game accepts a feminist Yo, baby girl keep doing that let me get that cash though anyway this is uh uh Making incredible information i appreciate yeah right uh uh the both perspectives thank you Coachio, Yo and lovely ken thank you so much for that appreciate the 50 good to have a woman chime in uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, Rosco! Shout out to one of my annual clients. He made his way back, uh, two hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Yo, fam. The value for value exchange has been a game changer. Salute to keeping it real on and off the broadcast. Facts, and mm-hmm. salute to the delightful Candace. Thank you so much. Bro. Good to have you back. I just coached him last night. We had a ball, man. We crack up when I coach. When I coach, mm-hmm. uh, or, or Candice, we're always laughing. Yeah. Uh,
2: Rosco!
0: Let's get your video out there, bro. That's what's up. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Hope last night went well. Um, Yeah, it was kind of gaming them up for something. And I'm sure it went okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, we're not going to be here too long because Candace has a, a, an appointment that she can't miss and I don't want her to be late. So we'll be here for a little bit longer, maybe 10, 15 minutes. If you want to join us right now to give us your feedback
2: right.
0: about today's
1: topic, um, there's the link. Come on in and let us know what you think. I'd be really curious if anybody wants to come on and share if they've ever been in a relationship that they felt was needy, whether they're willing to admit mm. that they felt needy or the other person, it felt like that other person was needy and what that was like. If anybody wants to share about mm. that, that would be cool. Because I feel like we've all been there on some level. I think, oh, right, like you're saying, it happens so yeah. often. And it's also often how we learn what we do and don't want. Mm. <laughs> whether it's them that's, that's needy for us, right?
0: That's yeah, yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. I hear them birds in the background.
1: I do have the birds, and the weather's so beautiful here now.
0: That's another thing. I feed birds too, man. I love watching Dude. birds.
1: Yeah. I got
0: another nest uh right outside my place that um that the birds are having. Uh they just had babies. Uh oh. that some some yeah, so I'm kind of observing right now everything that's going on. Uh, nature is an amazing thing. See, it's those little things where you find joy and fulfillment. But right. I ain't taking pictures of it and like, yo, Instagram, yo, yeah. fam, check it out. Like, like, it's just for me, man. It's for me and, and those closest
1: to me. You know, all of that is love, right, Coach? <laughs> joy, fulfillment.
0: Yeah, it could be. Enjoying it could be. It, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't thing. discount that. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> discount it. Um, it doesn't feel like love because I
1: don't. <laughs> Well, tell me what, okay, if you say this, this thing feels like love, describe what that is for you. Like, what is love for honesty. You? What is, like, when it, when you? Honesty. Honesty, every
0: time I'm honest, which is all the time, which is most of the time, you know, some people you got to uh-huh. give honesty in spurts. You know, you got to tailor the honesty in a way that doesn't kill, destroy them. Uh, you know, the truth doesn't always have to be brutal. You know, it's... Uh, you could tailor it in a way that, that, that they can, um, that they can, they can swallow it and digest and they don't have to throw it up, you know? Um, and that takes skill that takes being a good conversationalist and being able to tailor a message in a way that, um, that, that they can at least benefit from the truth that you're saying. But it's when I'm being honest, I just feel so at peace and so happy and, um, and I've learned to be alone. I've learned how to go to bed alone. I've learned how to eat alone. I've learned how to buy things alone. Nobody in this office was, was, was here when I bought these. I didn't ask, hey, what do you think of these? Like, it, it's, I just do it because I want to do it. Um, and I think that that's a loving experience is when you're just doing things because you want to do it. Um, you're honest with yourself. And then you're honest with people. To be honest with you, that is when I feel loved the most. Is when I'm honest with myself and I'm Mm -hmm. honest with people. Even when I resigned from my position that I was working for for 11 years to come do this full time, when I hung up the phone, I did it in an honest way. I I told my my ex boss, "Listen, um, um, I said um, I won't be returning. I'm going to be resigning from my position. But I just want you to know we had a great run. We made a lot of money. It was a lot of fun." uh um uh, we did some great things
2: mm-hmm.
0: you pro you the the business helped prosper me and i helped prosper this business and um i have no regrets but it's time for me to move on to other things and my boss told me i have nothing but confidence that if you, whatever you set your mind to you will be successful
2: mm. and
0: that was the last time i talked to him
2: yeah
0: and and it was a great hang up I, I'm not see if I see when you leave a job with anger. Okay, but not you're, you're being that's not authentic. Being anger, well, you might be authentic to your emotions, but that's not how you truly feel. You could be authentic to an emotion, but that's not who you really are. You just you were just authentic and kind of a slave to that emotion. But I took some time to settle myself to really think about it, to to to, to map everything out. And then so my exit was peaceful and respectful. And I and I haven't thought about my boss since. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's uh, and it's because I left him with respect. Mm-hmm. See if you leave a relationship respectfully, you're not gonna be wondering where she at? What's she doing? Because you did it with respect. You did it for all the right reasons, you did it for yourself. People that want their exes back weren't good to their ex. Yeah. If you want it's not, it's your ex back yes it's incomplete you feel it there's something that's not right there's something there's an unsettledness but if you end the relationship and you do it respectfully you do it with honor you're not going to think about it you're going to go to bed and go now you might break from the routine you might you might feel the routine the, the the change of the routine you you might experience a little withdrawal from the routine but you'll know like spiritually you'll feel that peace
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff you're talking about is love, Coach. <laughs>
2: oh, I can let you go. I can let yeah. you go
1: peacefully and with respect. I'm I'm loving you when I do that. I'm loving you when I'm I'm truthful and compassionate and you know, compassionate in my honesty and saying, look, this didn't work out, but you know, and we're parting ways. I wish the best for you. I'm I'm moving on. Thank you for everything that you've given me. It's not working anymore. That's a very loving thing that very few people will offer each other. Cause like you said, we want to end it angry or we want to kick somebody out the house or somebody has mm. got to pay for our trauma. Or, you know, if I'm not kicking you out the door then I'm not protecting myself. Like all of that is the opposite of love. Yes. I see the, those wheels turning.
0: Well, there's so many things I want to say, but I don't want to go too far because I know me, I'll have I'll have you as late. To, uh, not, not <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
0: have your ass late to uh,
1: late to my appointment.
0: Night to your appointment, I don't want to do that. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that I'll say on my. Uh, you know, I'll create some content, but I respect the fact that you see that as love. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. It doesn't feel like love because I'm not really looking for love. See, I think, see, I'm not I don't think you can look for love. I think if you're looking for love, um, you're not going to find it. And yeah. you're not in love when you're looking for love. I think yeah. when you are just perfectly cool with your existence, that love will happen. Yeah. That's 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 what it is, man. I'm telling you. When you are perfectly okay with your very existence, love yeah. is going to happen. It's going to happen yeah. all around you. It'll happen with a leaf I put it in my book, the, the Rustling of the Leaves. That's love. You're like, oh, shit, I love the way that sounded. Like, but now you don't need to keep watching the leaves. you know, like, OK, make sure you come back so I can watch you do that again. <laughs> so
2: it's like,
1: it's like it, it, it
0: just happened, and it's over now. But it's okay yeah. that it's over now. Let them leave Russell on for somebody else to see him. You know, it's it's. Uh, I, I believe that that's what love is, is when you are completely cool with your, your very existence, love, yeah. is, love will happen, and it's going to happen all around you, and it's going to happen in, in very peculiar ways, ways that you never experienced before. See, I think sometimes we think love has to happen in specific ways, mm. but love can happen in the most peculiar, unusual, unexpected ways. Yeah, and that's when love, in my opinion, that's when love sh- has shown up. But it's when you're trying to forecast love that I don't think love is present.
1: Yeah, I agree, I'm with you on that 100%. See, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't disagree, we don't, we,
2: don't, we, don't, don't disagree. we do
0: it for the show, we do it for people to watch. <laughs> So, but uh but anyway any final words we'll go ahead and uh conclude now
1: yeah yeah oh wait double d said something interesting people who always wish the best for others tend to have shady secrets they feel empowered by consistently Facts.
2: Being
1: i wish the best for their soul not their life situation okay is, is, are you I saying agree. double d i wish the best for their soul not their life situation saying that you're separating yourself from from people who have shady secrets <laughs> i just would like some clarity on that but i i get i think i get what he's saying you feel empowered by consistently being i think that would be see i'm neutral
0: color. i try to teach my people i'm neutral about my i'm neutral about other people mm-hmm. i don't want the best for you i don't want the worst for you yeah. like it's not my responsibility to care about what you're about to
1: do with your life like i don't care i i just yeah. don't
0: uh I mean, I'm but neutral. That, about it.
1: When, you, when you say you wish the best for someone, it, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it means that you're, a, you're attached and caring about, you know, making sure it happens. It's just, it's like I a. I think it's a, I think it's a hallmark.
0: <laughs> I think it's a hallmark response. I think mm-hmm. it's just something that we tell each other. It's a filler expression. I th- I think it's just a nice way to end to put a finale uh, a finale to a conversation. Well, yeah. I wish the best for you. Good to see you. Like it's not it's you don't mean it. Like you're not gonna think about them ever again. You don't care if they get divorced next week. You don't you don't. I mean you really don't.
1: You think there's value? Just like speaking? the world
0: keeps spinning when people die. When people die, everybody's gonna go on to eat. Everybody's gonna go on to fuck. Everybody's gonna go on to <laughs> to do whatever yeah. they're doing. And, and so it's like that's why I've seen it so many times. People that once loved you once. Had this huge admiration for you but then you die they don't even talk about you no more it's like i yeah. just i've seen too much to believe this whole this this bullshit I, I i'm just neutral i don't care what you do you could become a millionaire i, I might say let's sit down and have some dinner and talk about it because i might yeah. want to gain some some game or i might want to give you some more game shit you might you know um if there's a reason an authentic, sincere reason for the two of us to have discussion, I will let you know that, and I'll let you know why. I'll say, uh, but but if I don't have an interest in you, I'm not going to pretend like I like you or nothing. I'll be respectful, hold the door open for you. Hey, good to see you. Oh, yeah. Have a good evening, all right? Be safe. And, and, I, and I mean that, but I'm not going to think about you anymore. That's it.
1: Do you believe in um, creation with our words? Do you believe that our words create? I do.
0: I yeah. do. I, I think totally. a lot of it is coincidental as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think you know, people say the power of the tongue. Uh, and then if you say something, you know, you're almost attracting it. I think sometimes it was already going to happen or that or even that you wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, people sometimes want things to fall apart. I do believe that. I do believe that. Uh, somewhere deep inside, if you're living a life where you're unhappy, you feel it's inauthentic, you feel you can't have full expression, um, you will do things to sabotage the relationships so it can be severed. Um, I do believe that. And so did that, did that situation happen because you wanted it to? I would say yes. I would say that even heartache is something that I think people want.
2: Mm. I think
0: people want heartache sometimes. They want to know what it, it feels like to be um to have loss or to be to be to be left out i think truly i do think human beings it's an experiential uh, we're in an experiential realm so i think most a lot of people in order to feel what it's like to be human to be alive they want pain and suffering and then they then they too will also want joy and fulfillment yeah. like they want both things in order to round this experience out, if everything was just smooth sailing, you wouldn't. You may not even want to work no more. I may not even want to do this anymore. And it's like so. Sometimes you do want those 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 hurdles and those adversities because it, it rounds you out. It
1: keeps you interested. Um, if that makes sense. It does. It does. But the reason I ask about creating with your word is because, you know, I think in terms of like I'm someone who i like to put out what I what I want to receive. So not because I'm attached to receiving it, but I treat people like I want to be treated. So I want to be treated with respect and kindness. And I want I want, um, you know, to be able to navigate the world with freedom, doing what I want to do. So I like to offer that that to people as well, right? So you're free to be whoever you want to be, all of that stuff. But I going back to wishing someone the best. So I don't necessarily think it's disingenuous to do that because I believe in speaking life into people. And again, back to what we were saying earlier, they can do with that whatever they want to do with it. But I use my words to create and I I believe in the power of word. I think that word plants, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist. So you plant suggestions in people's minds. You, um, you, know, you create your own life with your word, whether you decide to have gratitude over something or to mm. uh, feel that you are the victim of something, that's all a matter of our word. It's what forms our thoughts and our beliefs. So an offering of a wishing of the best mm. is something positive just to give someone and they can take it or not take it, but it also fuels me because it's, I've spoken a good word and I've spoken a good word over myself as well. I mean, I, that's just a belief system, yeah. though. I don't, I don't think yeah. that that's the rule, but I do think that there's something to be said for that belief system, and it's okay to be neutral as well. I'm not trying to take that away from you, but just you know, because I think a couple people in the comments they're like, "That's inauthentic and blah 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 blah." But it's like, no, it comes from a place of a belief system that you speak positivity mm. into. I speak positivity into myself and to others.
0: Would you would you agree that just because you have a belief system it could just be all illusory it could just be all in your head like it doesn't even make it real like even my belief systems champion game somebody can say you made this shit up uh what is yeah. that and i would say you're right you have every right to say that th- that champion game is all bullshit Yes. See, I, I had a, I made a video, and and Carrie, we're not going to be able to get to you today, Carrie, but next week, please come in a little oh, earlier because uh, we have to go. Good to see you, uh, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we won't be able to get to you. Uh, we all, I also want to get to a question that a young lady asked here um, uh, that that I want to give to Candace. But mm-hmm. I made a video to stop wanting loyalty stop want stop wanting loyalty uh Mm -hmm. even the even even the concept of i want to treat people the way i want to be treated that is a burden Mm -hmm. it is a it's a burden (laughs) no i understand but it is a burden in my view Mm -hmm. it's a burden Mm -hmm. like just because i want a certain treatment now I'll treat you in a certain way because I want oh. that treatment in return. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying it could be seen as that for some other people. I'm not saying for you. I'm yeah. saying I don't – how another person comes at me is based – is all their decision. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there, it's your decision I, how you come at me. For me to care – That I think today I'm going to be as positive as I can be so that way I can extract the positivity out of people. They can come at me with the Mm -hmm. same. I'm not saying that's you, Candice. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, because that's not how I'm framing it at all. I don't think that's you. I don't (laughs) think that's you. But I'm saying if we could stop caring what other people do and we could just focus primarily on what we want to be, life would be better in the world. it would be better it would just be it would almost be instantaneous overnight 24 hours If we would stop having an opinion about how another person lives whether they're homosexual transsexual whatever it is we it might be weird to us whatever but that's what they want to do go let them do that are they in your bed are they paying your rent no so then why do you care let that just let that be what it's going to be let them be who they want to be and and life will be better for everyone, in my opinion, if if, if that can happen. Yeah. I don't care if people come at me with respect, because the second I see you're not a respectful person to yourself, because remember this: if you go at somebody disrespectfully, you don't respect yourself. Yeah. You don't. Res- you don't. <laughs> so how could I have an expectation of? Well, I want to. I want to treat others the way I want to be treated. They'll never treat you how you want to be treated no other yeah. person is going to treat you the way you want to be treated other than you in my experience nobody
1: sure i totally agree with that and and i definitely don't want to frame it like i'm doing it to make someone do something it's not that at all i don't believe that you meant but, it that way i don't yeah no. but it definitely mm. is about creating our experience so i treat people the way i want to be treated is about creating my own experience if i Go off and say, you know, I want everybody to do what I want them to do, but I'm going to walk around disrespecting people, or I'm going to push people out the way if they're in my way, or, you know, if somebody says something I don't like, I'm going to jump all down their throat and let them know, you know, something's wrong with them and and be ready to to fight, but don't come at me like that, or don't, don't, I don't want to have that experience from somebody else, which I don't want to have that experience with anybody else because I'm not looking for contention, so I have to be a, a model for myself and for anyone around me, anyone who I invite into my life for how I want to be treated, right? And it's just like when, when parents raise children, you can't disrespect a child from when they're little and then expect them to know how to respect you. They don't have a model for it. So the way that we show people how, how we, what we want to experience in the world is not by telling them what to do, not by attaching ourselves to how they do it, But being a model of what we want to see and like be the change you wish to see, being a model of what it is that we want to experience in the world. I want to experience compassion, kindness, not just for myself, for others. So the only way to do that is to generate it myself, not attached to that every person I meet has to do what I what I'm doing. You know, so, yeah, I mean, thank you for pointing to that, because I definitely want to make it clear that I'm not my stance is not make somebody yes. be a certain way. Yeah.
2: I
0: didn't I didn't believe that one bit. I knew what your intentions were and they were coming from a good place. But I do think that when people sometimes say I treat others the way I want to be treated, if you watch them closely, they're putting burdens on people. Mm-hmm. Like well I did this for you. So you're gonna do this for me. That's and and so and so and so I I'm saying I only had that segment to say for those that think like that and, and are mm-hmm. like that. Everything I do I do it because I want to do it. Whether you give me something. Now, if we sit down and have a negotiation or we're having a discussion regarding business, I'm not going to sit there for free. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Uh, And I'll let you know I'm not. I'll let you say, hey, you know, it's going to be this amount of money for me to be involved. Um, I'm going to be involved for X amount of time uh, because I'm not going to over dedicate and then underperform when Mm -hmm. I'm ready to leave. Uh, And so I will will overperform for three months and then I'm done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all can stay there for fifty years, be old men talking about the same <laughs> shit. I ain't doing that. I mean, I, I'm gonna let you know right now, I'm not doing that. And so, and I'm authentic. Carrie, we're gonna have to get to you next week. Carrie, I gotta let. uh you came in a little late. We 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 uh, we're glad you made it. Come in a little earlier, Carrie. Good to see you. Thank you so Thank much, you Carrie. So much. <laughs> uh, he's waving at you, Candace.
1: Is he hi, he hi, don't me.
0: want no part of me. He just wants Candace. He don't want no
2: <laughs> part of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's like Gary. laughs> um, I believe this is a woman here. Uh, I could be wrong, but if you have a mother that projects her past relationship failures on you to always live by yourself and to do for yourself, is it coming from a good place or just selfish hate? Um, mm-hmm. I can go first. Can you, uh, Candace, if you yeah, would like to go I first, to, please. I have
1: to meet it again because I didn't fully. I can
0: mm-hmm. full-on well tell you that she's projecting her regrets Onto you, Uh, I believe that a mother who is honest with, I think a mother and a father needs to be honest with their children regarding how they messed up. And and so, um, not just how how your father messed up. This is how your your piece of shit father, your piece of shit mother, whatever. I think there has to be, you know, your dad wasn't a piece of shit, but we lost interest. There was there was some, you know, we didn't have good communication. I I too was a contributor to. Uh, um, how miserable the interactions were. Um, you know, we have to clean ourselves up. We have to become better communicators. Um, we have to be value, value-driven people in order to be in relationships. Uh, we also not, shouldn't be needy. It kind of goes into the subject. So I, even my mother, my mother, uh, to some degree, unknowingly. See, I think sometimes they don't mean to do it. They're just doing it. They're reflecting on what happened to them and say, no, baby girl, make your money, stay single as long as possible. But they're not really realizing the ramifications of that action, what that can do to a woman. So I believe that your mother is coming from a place of regret, not hate, but regret. And I, and I and I think that she doesn't have the proper advice to give you. That's why mothers and daughter, sons and daughters should be careful to take advice from their parents sometimes. Mm. Um, you have to realize they're giving you advice, but it's also coming from their own individualized experience. So you listen to it and have courtesy and respect it, but don't run with that advice because all their advice is coming from what they've lived. Go ahead, Candy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Also... Um... Oh, wait, you put it down again. There was
2: something you want to see it place again? Place I said, <laughs> no, I can see it. So well,
1: so, well, their name is Let Me Put the Tip in. So I don't know that this is a woman. I think this might be a guy. Oh, I didn't even
0: read that. I didn't even <laughs> read that. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't even read that.
1: If, if you have a mother projection. Okay. So I think it depends on your age, right? Because if you are, are underage and she's pushing you to live by yourself, do for yourself in a way that is abusive, then it probably is projecting past relationships, but also her limited parenting abilities, right? So I wouldn't necessarily go straight to selfish hate. I think when parents right. parent right. in a way that's abusive or traumatizing or even the worst of parents, it's because that they're working with what they got. And that doesn't make it okay, mm. doesn't make it excusable. Mm. But you know, it rarely is a it rarely is a um uh, that they want to hurt their child. They think they're doing what they're supposed to do based on you know whoever taught them. So if you are mm. of age and she's pushing you to live by yourself and do for yourself, I mean, she might be doing something for you that you need, <laughs> depending on how old you are, right? Mm. So I think that, that that's the thing you want to look at. Don't automatically assume that if someone's giving you tough love and it's a, a, your age-appropriate, that it has to do with them having uh, contention or selfish hate for you, especially when it's your parent. They're just like Coachio said, they're coming from what they know. You don't necessarily have to listen to their advice. That's just all they got.
0: When I hear people talk to me, I listen to them, but I, I just sometimes I just, hear, I'm just giving them a chance to express themselves. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah. That's something to consider. Uh, maybe we'll touch base in a month. Like, I'm not sitting here. About to live vicariously through what you live. Fuck out of here! Like I'm building my own reality. That's why I tell guys, you guys are so naive. Stop living through the experiences of an, of another. Like even if they won, don't live through that experiences because you won't win the same way. Yeah. Even if they won at something, you you most likely won't win the same way they won. You'll have to win in a unique way, one that's uh, personalized to who and what you are. So you're not gonna win just like how another person won and you also won't lose the way they lose. Now, there's some commonalities, of course, uh, but uh, take everything as game and knowledge, okay? Even if somebody's telling you some nonsense, take that nonsense and say, okay, don't ever represent yourself like that. Like, <laughs> don't, don't ever present yourself to someone the way that that person just did. And it's unfortunate that you have to sometimes use people's failed um, misrepresentations, but but you do. You have to use everything as knowledge and game to enhance who you are right. um, i'm sure some of my failures people benefited from uh now i'm not sure i know they have some of my failures where i came in second place somebody came in first and was experiencing something out and when i came in first they came in second um, and i benefited from 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 that experience so um, learn how to listen to people talk but don't believe a lot of what they're saying always know that they went through that at a certain time certain emotions drove that decision you know uh they were maybe in an emotional place in a desperate place in a needy place and so maybe a lot of those interactions were not coming from a place of from an inspired state of being it can it came from a a more desperate state of being and so when you when you realize that like oh my mother was desperate all the time So how could you expect her to give you inspirational advice?
2: Yeah.
1: Does that make sense or am I being too harsh? No, it absolutely makes sense. And I think too, you know, especially when it comes to parents, it's that understanding that even though we think they know everything because they raise us, we got to be able to be discerning about what is valuable about what they've told us. And The idea is no matter how awful they are, emotional maturity is the willingness to explore healing it and breaking the cycle. So whatever cycle they're in, whatever bad thing they're teaching you, whatever thing that you feel like is useless information, if you want to break that cycle, you got to forgive them for what they don't know. Heal all of that stuff, whatever your healing journey needs to be, and start from a clean slate knowing that you can make your own decisions, that you can make up your own mind. Somebody
0: referenced Jesse Lee Peterson, who I I met at the 21 convention when I spoke there uh, that year. Um, He he says, forgive your mothers,
2: Mm. which
0: I made a whole segment on forgiving Mm. people. And the fact that and I also said to take it a step further, that when you have full understanding of what a person went through, you don't even need to forgive them because you don't have an expectation of them to behave in a certain way. See, forgiving to me, the fact that I have to forgive you means that, that I had an expectation forgiving. of you,
1: huh? <laughs> that is forgiving, though, Coach. You letting go of that expectation—that's what forgiving is. I've let go of the expectation that you. But you the be fact that
0: you—very you good point. That's true. <laughs> but once you get to the point where you don't expect anything from them, you don't need to forgive at all. You're done. You've done it. But there's no forgiving. Because you don't expect anything. See, I think if you have to forgive, there's something that's internal that's happening now. There's a certain mechanism that's that's happening. And you're like, okay, I need to forgive them. I need to let this go. I need to get this monkey off my back. I need to make peace with this. And, that's, and if you were to investigate that, that ties back to an expectation that you once had. Yes. For them to behave in a certain way or to fulfill you in a certain way. But if you become a fulfilled, a self-fulfilled human being, for the most part, You no longer have an expectation of that person to be a certain way. So there's no forgiving that needs to take. I don't I don't
1: expect you to do that. (laughs) But that is forgiving. (laughs) That release that you're talking about. I promise you, sweet baby, that release where you just say, I don't the expectation is gone. That's the process of forgiveness right there. Like, be, I, be, I no longer be, need you to have been different in the past. I no longer. But if need
0: forgiveness you to have been different. is not even an option anymore, like forgiveness is not an option. So, so normally, in, 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 when you we talk about forgiveness, that's an ongoing process. I have to forgive her. Yeah. I, have to forgive her I have to forgive her. I have to forgive him. And I have to forgive myself. Now, yeah. listen, listen, sweet girl. Could you call me sweet thing? So I'll call you sweet girl, and then I gotta let you go. So, forgiveness. Is an ongoing process. You have to forgive myself now. I have to forgive you. We have to let it go. But you can avoid all that by having no expectation of another mm. unless it's in writing. <laughs> and even then, you don't, and even then you don't need to forgive them because they broke a contract. Now there's legal ramifications for that. So you let the court take care of that. So mm. it's, a, it's a, I don't even, I'm not, I'm not even bothered with this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I don't have to forgive you. We signed a contract. You made a, a commitment. You didn't follow through. You see, you in court. I don't have to forgive you. This is what we signed up for. But it's when you're pretending. It's just when you sign up for things and you don't. You're not vocalizing it. it, it it's like it, you know these these silent contracts that yeah. we form with one another. And then that's when later on you'll find out. Oh. They broke my heart or they said they would do this and now i need to forgive them in order to release it but if you just go on knowing that people owe me nothing unless we owe each other something contractually there's no forgiving
1: mm. yeah But you it's get an there, abundant
0: man. mindset it's a very high abundant mindset what i'm talking about i'm not trying to self gloat but where i'm coming from right now is extremely high level game but you had to that get you there, don't right? have to you do have to get there Yeah, you have to forgive people in order to realize Hey, I need to stop. Why do I have to forgive so many people? I must have a lot of expectations. I must have a lot of expectations if I find myself having to make this decision to forgive people all the time. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do then is do what I'm suggesting is stop having them expectations and start Mm -hmm. making deals with people. It's a deal. We're outward Mm -hmm. about our intentions. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have to forgive you for not following through. Uh, because it, it's contractual or it's one day only or it's, it's three months. Like, there's no forgiving. We're done. Hmm. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> I got you.
0: Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, right. it was fun. Uh, Candace sometimes looks at me like I got like snakes crawling out of my ears. <laughs> and maybe, I I I and maybe I do. Maybe I do. <laughs> but uh, but I truly do believe that the more you expect, and especially a person who cannot accommodate, like mm-hmm. there are people out here that are expecting things from people who can't even fulfill what you want. Yeah. And it's could you thing. imagine the burden that that places on the other person and even the burden that it does to the self to expect the person who doesn't have the necessary tools to give you what you want? They don't have the game, the knowledge, the wisdom, the experience to give you what it is that you're needy for, Mm -hmm. what a burden to put on a person. They can't even give that to you.
1: Yeah, no, I agree 100%.
0: And so my whole segment was stop doing that, identify who actually can produce a desired outcome that the Mm -hmm. both of you wish to have. You wish to have this outcome, they wish to have it. The two of us are tooled to give it to one another yeah. Where's the forgiveness
1: when that has to end? Y'all had it. It's over now. No forgiveness. Yeah. Well, it's once over. you've done it, once you've done it, you've done it. Like when you can Correct. forgive the past, you, you make that release and you no longer have to put those expe- expectations on people anymore. Because most of those expectations come from what we didn't get in the past and what we're still resentful about from the past or what we had to survive in the past. The
0: investment that you put in to, to the result that you got out. But I blame the person for putting in that investment. You put an investment into someone that was incredible, that you didn't have enough conversations with, that you didn't vet properly to determine that we are tooled to be beneficial to one another. I don't go off that whole bullshit. Fuck that hope shit. I don't do none of that hope shit. You either are a good fit for what I'm doing and I'm a good fit for you or we don't roll. That's it. Fuck all that hope shit. Hope will put your ass in a mental hospital. Anyway, uh... (laughs) anyway, That hope shit gonna put y'all in the nut house. <laughs> Hoping motherfuckers become something they 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 can never become. And mm-hmm. so um, but anyway. Candace, good to have you.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Where can I'm people find about. you? Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to um Harper, You can go to my podcast, Ask for Candy on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can also go to bit.ly. Oh forward slash love life skills for leaders if you want to have a consultation
0: excellent and it's all reach in, out it's to all Candace sure. right? it's all in the description right of course I have everything loaded yeah. uh, locked and loaded uh, for Candace Harper myself as well my stuff's all down below in the description championgamecoaching.com that's where the magic happens book some time with me heck become an annual a member if you got some uh, money put away you're not hurting for cash and you need some mentorship yeah. Consider be, uh, hiring me to be with you for one year. Um, also, um, what else? There's so many things going on here. <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Also subscribe to uh, Candace's channel. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Leave a comment down below. We are on to episode 13, if I'm not mistaken. I think we got 13, four, three left, if I'm not mistaken here. 15 uh, episodes season.
1: barreling
0: through and so depending on how the next three episodes turn out uh viewership wise participation um if you want to see candace the lovely candace and myself back for another season come this fall we will need you to uh rock it out in the last three episodes anyway we'll see you guys in the next video bye